Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot Off The Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush. I am here to just talk some shit. I am here to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the explosive dinner party from hell part two. Um, Also, we're going to touch on a little bit of Potomac and, of course, the Vanderpump Rules trailer just dropped. And I have plenty of thoughts. I have plenty of opinions per usual. So let's get into the episode. First off the top, I want to talk about, well, I'm just going to say this really quick because I'm just really excited. I'm finally recording in my new apartment. Um, We're recording on a hotspot, so fingers crossed everything goes well. This is actually kind of working better than my internet ever did at my other apartment, so that's exciting. Um, I'm staring at a lot of boxes, uh, but, you know, and Barbara's not with me yet. She will be with me, uh, I think, I was going to go get her, but then I'm going on vacation. It's like this whole thing. It really doesn't matter. You guys are bored with that. So off the top, I just want to talk about the Vanderpump Rules trailer because as we know, we no longer are going to be subjected to Jax Taylor slash Jason Couchy and Brittany Couchy and their baby Cruz Couchy. We, thank God, um, kind of had it with them. I also heard some tea that Brittany got dropped by her Bombay hairstyle, allegedly got dropped by her Bombay hairstyling tool company that she did one ad for. Um, probably because, I mean, that styling tool is aggressive. It's, it's gigantic. And I feel like it's very, it's giving me like Revlon crimper energy. And I'm just, we're not, we're not doing the aquamarine look anymore. Um, we're trying to stay away from that. Uh, but obviously Stassi and Kristen got fired, uh, back in 2020, like that summer. So we kind of have, the cast is like split between original cast and newbies or fairly new, I'll say. In the trailer, it didn't look like we got really any new, new, new people. Um, I heard that several had filmed because they work at Sir. um, but I guess they didn't really do much. Like they were kind of flops. So I think we're going to be, we're going to, I don't want to say get stuck with, cause I love my little pumpers, but uh, like Ariana, Tom, Schwartz, Katie, Sheena, Lala, Brock, oh God, fucking Brock. I, do you guys know how I feel about Brock Davies? I find him to be sus. Um, I find any man that Sheena Shay chooses to be suspect. Um, and I'm glad that we got to see a little hint of that. I do, I have been looking at interviews 
they have done, I know Lala actually does a lot of interviews. She's kind of like very into the press life um, for this show, which is fine. God bless. Um, I'm into it because she gives us kind of tea that we need. But I guess like a lot of people have been saying that the, the drama on this show isn't like very petty drama. It's deeper because they all had a lot more like real life stuff going on. I mean, like high, like a lot of them gave birth during COVID. Like, so they're kind of coming out of that bubble as well. Like, like we just gave birth and now we have to film this reality show. So emotions are probably at an all time high. And um, so in the trailer, we get to see, we don't see that much Lisa Vanderpump. I didn't really see much of her. I feel like I saw like a glimpse or I heard a little British accent in the background somewhere. But other than that, it was just a lot of, it looked like a lot of TikTok choreography, if I'm being completely honest. It didn't look, it looked interesting. But then the drama part of the trailer, because you know, they always do that. They always do like the fun part where it's like everyone's giggling and cheersing doing shots and of course they did the montage where Lala's like I'm in a really good place I'm a mother I'm so zen and then like the next second she's like cussing someone's life out so they did a lot of that and then of course they get to Sheena Shea who I personally think she's been carrying the show on her goddamn back for since season one like we've seen Sheena go through a lot but I also am very, very intrigued by Lala bringing up the fact that Brock Davies has two children in Australia that he doesn't see or speak to. And I don't believe Sheena has ever met. Um, feels shady as fuck uh, to me. To call me crazy. But again, I don't think Sheena is very... I don't think she's a good judge of character. Let's be honest. She has dated some very suspect individuals. Um, obviously, she was married to Mike Shea who I, maybe he was the best out of all of them. I, uh, truthfully, I don't really remember that much um, about him. He was very quiet. I feel like he emptied her bank account at one point. Like, and I'm saying he's the best out of all of them. Like that should tell you something. Uh, then remember she had flings with Robbie from the fucking Bachelorette, who is a reality television like leech like he wanted to be a reality television star and it flopped because like he's so sick like it's awful and then um obviously she was with rob can hang a tv in seven minutes valetta um and now she's with brock and it oh and then you know she dated that guy on vanderpump rules and bought him a penguin like she's just very she she i don't know she needs to go and I love Sheena. I'm, I'm just saying, I feel Brock, Brock feels off to me. I've told this story, I feel like on the podcast before about Brock, where he, um, I saw him at BravoCon, you guys, and I just got bad vibes. I got very thirsty vibes, if you know what I mean. Like he felt very like, like that was his premiere, like his debut as Sheena's boyfriend. And he was going to make it known is the vibe that I got. I don't, I can't even explain to you why I thought that. It's just an energy that I felt across the theater <laughs> while he was in the balcony and I was in the peasant seats. Because, okay, I like I said, I might've said this before, but if you're new, maybe, or maybe you just are like me and you have amnesia and you don't remember. Um, he was in the balcony with Raquel and a couple other people. And then on the other side of the, theater was the other balcony where it had like Croy and Randall and Ken Todd in that balcony and oh and Bo was there to watch stuff like they were all there to like support their women and like you 
like one balcony felt like really genuinely supportive of the, the women that were there. And he just felt like very, you guys, I can't, I can't even put my finger on it. And then when I found out about his kids that he has in Australia, like it just, it didn't, it just didn't start right with my spirit. I got to tell you. Um, so I'm excited about the new season of Vanderpump Rules. Um, I hope they give us something. I feel like Bravo did the right thing at holding off on filming, letting the dust settle from the fact that like we lost a lot of the cast or they got fired for being um, monsters. And I'm interested to see, like, will they address that? Like, it has to be talked about. And I also find it crazy, like, they all are still in touch with them. Like they all, like they, this was a very genuine group of people before the show even started. So I'm just kind of curious to see like how this all plays out. And I'm very, very curious because I know Jack's fucking Couchy, Jason Couchy is going to be watching and tweeting and being a clown, clown show. Um, I check in on him from time to time on my personal account because he blocked my Bravo account. So I always like to like check in on Jack's. He's always posing in very weird poses with his son, like making Brittany be like, take a photo of us where we're both looking away from the camera. It's very weird. And he also triggers me because he's from Michigan and he's from, um, he's from, I think Taylor or something. No, he's from somewhere like 30 minutes away from Detroit. And I just like, he gives off that energy and it's very like, Oh, and I just heard, yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm excited. Um, I forget the day when it airs. I will let everybody know when it airs on my Bravo Instagram, obviously. Um, okay, so let's get into Beverly Hills really quick. Last night's episode was probably some of the most riveting television I've ever watched. And I also like thought to myself, like, what am I watching right now? I feel like I am being gaslit by Erica Girardi. Uh, it's like a mind fuck watching this woman because, okay, so they do the duck dinner at Crystal's. Um, Crystal, okay, where to begin? I really love a rich bitch on my TV. I love a snob, hello, I'm a huge Heather DeBro fan. Um, Ray Sani said it best on Twitter, like, please go look at her Twitter for great hot takes. Anyways, um, I just, something felt very mean girl about her at dinner, like with Kathy and Erica, it was just incredibly disappointing that she was like, I didn't know who she was. It's like, I don't think Sutton thinks she's a big deal, by the way. That's my opinion. I don't think Sutton is walking around thinking people know who she is. She is from a very wealthy elite inner, inner like artsy circle. She's not trying to be a fucking pop star, Erica, which by the way, I didn't know who the fuck you were either until Yolanda brought your ass on the show. I didn't know about your little disco hits. I didn't know, I didn't know who the, I didn't know who she was. So shut the fuck up. No one knew who you were without this show, without Yolanda. So settle down, ma'am. Settle the fuck down. You had a failing pop career. And then Yolanda was like, okay, like, I'll bring you on. Let's see what happens. I feel like you'd be good for the show. And boom, here we go. We're now dealing with this shit. Kathy, Kathy, people know who you are because you're married to a hotel dynasty. Uh, no shit, they know who you are. Crystal, like Garcelle. Oh, God, 
Garcelle, my queen. When Garcelle, I love that she, people are kind of getting on Garcelle for not saying anything in the moment, but I think Garcelle is kind of like a sit back and like digest what's going on type of person and then be like, mm, I don't, I don't like what's, I don't like the vibes. Um, and who knows, like she might've said a little something that got cut, maybe something not of that much importance and that's why they cut it. I don't know. But I loved that in her confessional, she shaded Crystal and was like, I didn't know who you were. I knew who Rob Minkoff was. And I was like, damn, damn, Woo! crazy. Because if you remember this kind of like Crystal had this kind of energy in the very beginning of the season when all of the women were at Dorit's house and it was like the first time they had all gotten together since COVID and production had asked Crystal in an interview confessional, like, do you know who Dorit is? And she was like, no, like I, I'm an elite and I don't know who these people are. It's like, are you? Cause I've never heard of you either. And so it's just, I also don't think that's what Sutton meant by reputation. I think she just meant like, I don't really want to be associated in the press with a person who's allegedly taking money from orphans and widows, which is completely understandable. I said this last week. This isn't like she's just divorcing Tom. Like there's a whole Ponzi scheme type of thing going on. And, and Sutton's like, I'm not about it. And I think a lot of times on these shows, what these women are really fighting about sometimes is the show, but they can't come out and just say that. So like, I was like really proud of Dorit in that moment. And that's, I think what she was getting at was like, we're on this show together. Like, let's be fucking honest. Like we are all going to be brought into this at reunions. This is what people are going to be talking to us about. Giselle does the same thing of, on Potomac when she was talking about Ashley Darby and Michael Darby a couple seasons ago. She's like, Ashley, people are asking us about this. People are DMing us. Hundreds of people are DMing us with this shit. And we're being asked about it in interviews. Like what, help us here. Like we're in this too. And I think what Garcelle, and I really appreciated this as well, is at the Dinner from Hell part two party at Kathy's house at the Baccarat uh, candle holders, which were $950. I have to count how many were at the table, but holy fuck. Um, that was insane. Um, she was like, we have to understand, like, again, we can feel two things at one time. We can be concerned for you, but we can also be like, uh, how am I going to be implicated in any of this? And if we have learned anything, Lisa Rinna is somehow being brought into this. And like Dorit's like, I don't want to sit and be interviewed by a lawyer about this. And these are all very normal reactions. Let's be honest, ratings and reviews are so important, especially when you're in need of a doctor. You wouldn't go to a restaurant if they only had one star. So I go through all of that with a healthcare provider. And after the last year, now is the time to prioritize your health. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to ZocDoc.com slash H-O-T-M and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. 
That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash H-O-T-M. Oh, God. And then Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Kyle is the queen shit stirrer. Kyle is the queen of playing both sides of the fence and taking step backs and being like, I never said that. I didn't do that. I was just being a good friend. I was just listening. Like, that's why she's a, that's why she's an OG, if we're being honest. And I see her kind of doing that and using Sutton as a scapegoat, like Garcelle said. And it's like, you all seem to have very strong opinions about Erica and what Erica is doing and going through. And Kyle does in confessionals. She might not say that much to the group because she's smart and knows not to. But in confessionals, she's a little shady. And come on. Come on, Kyle. When she was like coming at Sutton at the dinner party, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Seriously. Like, why aren't you coming at Dorit that hard? Like, it, it felt very like alliancey to me again. And I'm like, oh God, like I can't sit through a gang up on Beverly Hills <laughs> one more time. I can't. And I, I know that Erica is trying to come off like we're all, you know, ganging up on her. Like, babe, you're being investigated. They're going to talk about it. Like you're on a reality show. If you didn't want to be talked about, then get off the show. And also, Erica at the dinner with the dramatic ass tears. Like the fact that this woman couldn't even wipe her tears. She literally had to have that one tear just rolling down her face. She is playing it up for the camera, I think, a little bit. I now. I'm not discrediting what she's going through. I think going through a divorce to a man of 22 years is probably very difficult. I think what's being thrown at her is very difficult. But you you can't expect people to not ask questions about it. That's just fucking dumb. Because let's not forget, she had no problem with Denise last year being ganged up on. She had no problem with Lisa Vanderpump being ganged up on. No. And these women are just genuinely asking like, Erica, what the fuck is going on? What is happening to us? Like what this is like, we're all being brought into this. And she's just like, when she said, Dorit, look at my fucking life. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Let's look at your life. You are in designer clothes in a beautiful home with a pool, glam squads. You are in a Hilton's mansion being served caviar pie on silver platters with white gloves. Yeah, Erica, your life fucking sucks. And everything else I understand that she's going through probably does suck. But compared to the actual victims of these alleged crimes, like what about them? Why am I never hearing anything about them? Garcelle made them bring bring that up at the dinner at Kyle's, the Christmas dinner, I believe. She was finally like, how come I'm not hearing anything about them? This feels strange. And Erica is such, I'm, I hate doing this. I'm so, I feel not proud. She's a bitch. I'm sorry. Like, I just, I don't like the way that she acts on social media about any of this. I don't think she's shown an ounce of empathy, compassion for anyone but herself. Um, when Garcelle was trying to console her and genuinely be warm to her, she was so cold. And it's like, what is your fucking problem? Like you're, you brought this all on yourself, by the way. Like this is, I don't think she knew everything that was going on, but like Sutton said, if you have things going in your LLC, you probably know about it. 
You probably do. And you can't play dumb. You can't play smart and stupid at the same time. You just can't. Like you can't claim to be, you know, on top of your taxes and doing this. Like she claimed in her book. And then now all of a sudden you don't know what was going on. Now all of a sudden you've never gone to a bank before. Like shut the fuck up. It's just so infuriating. And what I'm very curious to see is if Andy Cohen asks her at the reunion or tells her that she's a disaster on Twitter like he did to Candace, who is a disaster on Twitter. But not really so much anymore, but there was a moment she was whew, real, real tough stuff. But Erica, like just the way that she speaks to people, she calls like the viewers of the show, like dumb bitches with their conspiracy theories. Like we're watching a show, Erica, about you and the things that your ex-husband allegedly did or didn't do. We're TBD. We're all trying to figure that out. Like what the fuck do you want from us? Us to just find, like just blindly side with you like Lisa Rinna did? Get the fuck out. No, I don't think so. I'm branching. I'm ranting about this because it got me heated. Because I was just like, what the hell? Like, because uh, one in one breath, she's threatening the women. She's like, I'm going to remember who stayed by my side and who was there for me during this when it comes out that I was, you know, had nothing to do with this. It's very threatening. And the next breath, she's like, look at my life. Look what I've done. And she's like, do you want to switch places with me? Dorit's like, fuck no, bitch. I don't want to trade places with you. Literally no one does. Your life is in shambles. No fucking thank you. I think with PK, like, he knows not to, how do I say this? He's probably like, can we just not be involved with this? Because then people are going to start coming and looking at us. That's, that's personally where I think he's coming from. I don't think he's like, oh, fuck Erica. I think it's more of just like, uh, I really don't want to get involved. Dorit, shut the fuck up. I know you're long-winded. Don't talk to the girls about this. Like, just stay out of it. And then Mauricio. Mauricio sets the bar so high, so high for all of us. I was watching with my friend last night, my friend Paige, who her and I, obviously, I talked about this last week, did a manifestation of men um, on the cards. And we were crying, laughing last night because <laughs> he was like, he did the most for his baby girl, Kyle. His 25 years, his beautiful wife. They're so happy. They're so in love. Um, they seemed like she said, like they respect each other. They, they unwaver in like their devotion to each other. And I think that's beautiful. And we were like looking at each other, like we were writing down things like hope, <laughs> Hope he likes me. Like it, and like then you have Mauricio. Like we, Paige looked at me on one point and she was like, "Did I, um, did I even write down like I want flowers?" Like she's like, "I don't even think I got there." I was like, "Yeah, we didn't. We didn't even get there." But Mauricio did the whole damn thing. I think Mauricio was constantly stoned, um, and I love that for him. I love that for our king. When he called her a love bean, I almost threw up out of just pure, just like that was lovely, not out of disgust. It was just like. I was crying throwing up, as the kids are saying now. That was me. I was in I was in shambles. But yeah, I'm I don't think this should be called the dinner party from hell part two. That might be a hot hot take. I don't agree with that. I think um it it just didn't it didn't live up to that in my opinion, just because we didn't see the whole thing play out in one episode. Does that make sense? It was a dinner party from hell. I would be having an anxiety attack at the table. I'd be like, I'm not about this life. This is so stressful for me. I don't like confrontation like this. Like, ooh, 
get me out. I'd be like, I'd be in the kitchen eating with the chefs. Like I'd be in there with, um, what was his name? Patrick, I think is the chef's name. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be in there. Uh, also Lisa Rinna is so goddamn embarrassing, continuously embarrassing herself. And I just, I'm over it. I'm over her antics that she thinks are like so funny and like over the top. I'm just like, I've grown tired. I really have. Okay, so this week on Potomac, it might be the fact that I'm recording this days after the episode has aired, but I feel like not that much happened, and I feel crazy for thinking that. Like, I, I the one thing that I just, that sticks out to me is Candace um, doing the dance off with the girls to audition for her music video drive back, uh, stream drive back. And I just, just the line that she says that really got me is when she was talking about how like all the women there can resonate with the song because they've all driven back to their man after certain things <laughs> occurred, like cheating allegations with Juan and Jamal. And then she says, and Ashley is just perpetually in reverse driving back <laughs> to that man. Well, I think she called her forehead, by the way. Uh, Candace likes to call people nicknames. I personally really enjoy that. I think it's really funny. Um, yeah, she refers to her as forehead. Um, people are really upset about Robin, like being so on team Giselle all the time. And it's like, I think she's that way because they're in real life friends and they have been for many, many years. And it's like, she's not just going to like jump ship on Giselle. I also don't think Giselle is a bad person. I do think Giselle is just, I've said it. She's just not an empathetic person. Like, we just need to accept that. So she doesn't really understand the gravity of the situation when, like, she brings things up. And I say this, again, I say this every week. I don't really know where I stand with Mia. And I don't think that's an uncommon feeling. I don't love her. I can't get a grasp on her. Like, I don't, I, I don't like a housewife that comes on and she's like, lying and like she's like interpreting what people are saying and like those are big words to misinterpret like calling someone a weak bitch is not the same as Giselle implying that she's weak those are not the same uh and even Wendy everyone at the table was like bitch what the fuck are you doing right now like I don't understand and then then she has these like lame clapbacks on social media that are just like You've waited how many months to like conjure these up? Like, I just don't think at the reunion she's going to be able to like stand up against some of these women in the moment. Like, Candace will literally run circles around her because Candace is a talker. Candace has like, she will, she doesn't stop. And same with Ashley. I don't think me and Ashley have had problems, but I'm just saying like, those women, like, these women can literally come for you. And I don't think Mia maybe is like, in the moment, that type of girl. I, I also, at this point, I, I don't know what she does later on in the season that maybe warrants giving her a full-time, like, I don't know. They don't hold peaches or anything in uh, Potomac, but like what, a champagne flutes or something is what they used to do. Um, I, I'm just like, I'm confused how she became full-time. I feel like they were just like, hey girl, like we'll throw you on, like you're full-time now. <laughs> like we need an extra person. Cause the cast is so secure and so strong that it's like, I don't know. I Maybe they just wanted an extra person. Very unclear. Um, and then 
Ashley just, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. I'm Like I said, I'm kind of struggling. Um, I feel like this was kind of a filler episode and especially with Beverly Hills being like as explosive as it was, it kind of like, it kind of washed away like everything I remember about Potomac if I'm being completely honest. Um, I am excited to see like what we find uh, out in the future episodes, like with the whole G situation, he looks like an interesting character. He's giving Michael Darby kind of vibes, um, being like a lot. And then obviously Mia throws the salad. And of course, I'm already dreading people coming for Candace about a physical slash throwing lettuce altercation. I personally think that the problem with Candace, and she admits this herself, is she has a smart ass mouth. She says it herself. She knows how to get people wound up, but that's the point of being a housewife is you can handle these type of verbal altercations. You, this You're not signing up for physical altercations on these shows. And that was a huge issue, obviously, I had with season five. I didn't have this podcast during that time. I sure, I'm sure I would have gotten eaten alive in the reviews for my stance um, because I don't care what anyone says to you. I just don't think putting your hands on a coworker, because that's what they are, they're coworkers, is an okay thing to do, period. And I won't get into it. We are moving on from season five, but I just want to make that clear because I've been seeing, I just don't think anyone is in a situation where they're asking for that. I Because if we all remember, I'm just going to say this one more time. If we all remember season four, Monique is the one that brought it up first to Candace. She said, I'll drag you, pregnant and all. That is where Candace got the word drag from. Like, oh, drag me, Monique. That is where this all comes from. Monique said it first. Let's keep that in mind, people. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. It was a true joy to recap because there's so much going on in the Bravo universe right now. And just the shows are giving us everything that we need. Um, but so don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast. And of course, check out the other podcast brought to you by The Dip. Um, we have TV Watch Repeat. There's the Daily Pop Chaser podcast hosted by Allison, who's the editor or executive editor of The Dip. Um, there's the Faces by Bravo podcast, which is called But Now We Said It. And of course, the Slut Pig podcast. There's just so many. Like whatever you guys are looking for, we have it. So make sure you check that out and I will see you guys next week. Have a good Labor Day. Bye. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you through vegetables at the supermarket, and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this... Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. <laughs>